Welcome to Career Beats, 20-minute talks to navigate the new career development paradigm. Hosted by Carmen González, coach and career advisor at ESADE Careers. Hi, listeners. I'm Carmen González, Associate Director of ESADE Careers, coach and passionate about unlocking talent. I'm so pleased to be here with you today and open the second season of Career Beats. Recruiters spend an average of 30 seconds to screen a CV, so making sure that the information you include in yours catches their eye quickly is crucial. Your CV needs to create a big impression from the very first minute. It needs to instantly tell the recruiter you have the skills and the experience they are looking for. So spending time to make sure you create a high-impact CV is worth every second. But how to make sure you have a winning CV? To get the best advice on this, I'm so thrilled to welcome Amber Gwigmore, considered one of the foremost references in employability and the future of work on a global scale. Amber is a doctor of economics in business science and currently serves as a chief talent officer of Hired, a global career platform used by more than 700,000 talents from top business schools and universities worldwide. Previous to Hired, Amber was Executive Director of Talent and Careers at IE Business School for more than eight years. Today, she combines her business profile with academia and teaches the most up-to-date career topics around the world. She's been quoted in numerous publications and leads workshops and panel discussions with top HR professionals worldwide. Amber, what an amazing profile. We are so excited to have you with us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Carmen. It's always a pleasure to be with Esade. You do amazing work for your talent, and it's it's an honor to be here with you today. It's an honor for us to have you. So thank you for, for your time and for all the wisdom you're going to share with us today. My pleasure. So talking about CVs, we've been using them for many years now to apply for jobs. Would you say that they are still the main marketing material to position ourselves as a candidate? Yes, absolutely. However, it is important to keep in mind that the world of HR tech and the traditional HR department and uh, HR professional as we once knew them is evolving at breakneck speed. So there are elements of the traditional CV that we need to pay special attention to. And even though it's still the traditional CV, there, and we can talk a lot more about how technology is affecting this and LinkedIn, I can share a lot more about that. But yes, I would still say it's the traditional element, uh, even much more so than the cover letter still. Right. Uh, so yeah, the CV, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I guess it's the first opportunity to present ourselves to a potential employer. So it's still very important, right? Absolutely. Okay, and what does a CV need to include to be a winning CV? So as I was mentioning, we have LinkedIn, and it's estimated, depending on the market that you look at, that it's more than 70 to 80% of recruiters will look at your LinkedIn profile before calling you to a job interview or to the next stage of a selection process. So it's critical that candidates include their LinkedIn public URL in the header. 
But before okay. they do that, they need to make sure because I have students, they'll quickly add it. But first, take a look at your LinkedIn profile. Make sure that you edit your public URL so that it ends with your name and last name and not the digits that appear by default. Download the LinkedIn mobile app so you can now record the pronunciation of your name. Recruiters love to be able to reach out and in a first interview, pronounce your name correctly. Include your pronouns that you use. Uh, I use she, her as my pronouns, for example. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn makes it very simple in the in your profile to edit and to add your pronouns from the drop down. Uh, and then the majority of companies that we work with at Hired now and that partner with us, they're very focused on diversity, equity and inclusion, DEI, a DEI strategy, and they have DEI goals. Uh, with regards to hiring a diverse team. So this is why they, these minor details, it might seem, ability to pronounce people's names correctly, to address them by their pronouns, it means a lot to them. And then we have the about section. There, my biggest advice is make sure candidates are using every possible word that you are allowed to in that LinkedIn about section. It should not be a brief summary there. Okay, yeah, no, that's very interesting. And all those details that you were sharing are very important because that can make the difference. And, you know, we're talking about how to make the difference, how to stand out. So knowing about those details that seem small, but they are very important because they can make the difference. Yes, definitely. So in general, what would you say that are the aspects that the recruiters value the most? I mean, you said some of them already, but in general, what would you say what recruiters value the most in a, when reading a CV, especially taking into account they only take a few seconds to read a CV? And you said it, it they, it's readability. That is what they're looking for, to be able to read and extract very quickly in a matter of seconds, the most relevant information that they're looking for. And so we, you hear different averages, but we would say the industry average is seven to nine seconds. And then wow. I do, I do CV clinics with some recruiters from, from companies. And when I say the seven to nine seconds, they even admit, they say absolutely. And sometimes even less. So it's how can I make sure that the, format that I'm using. That's one of the most important things is how can we make sure the results are being emphasized? I would say it's a lot to do with the, just the template that you're using. I know in Asada, you recommend a fantastic template that I, I highly recommend that, that students, that alumni follow because companies are looking for less creativity at the CV stage, especially if a CV is in a CV book. These are people that are reading through hundreds, if not thousands of CVs. So make sure that you've used a recommended format. Make sure that you're starting each of your bullets with a strong action word. Uh, follow the STAR or the CAR model. So situation, task, action, and result, or the challenge or context, action, and result for the bullets. The majority of CVs that I review Often talent will have the action that they took, but they're missing what was the situation or the context or the challenge and what very important, make it results oriented. What was the result? 
And then there's different sections or section headers that you can use in personally aiding in branding you. Uh, so also make sure that you're positioning yourself as a reference for the area that you're targeting. So even if you don't necessarily have the professional experience in that area, have you been a part of any student clubs while at Estade? Are you active with an international alumni chapter? Get all of this information that even though it might seem irrelevant to you, it does make a big difference to the recruiters. And it is a competitive, it's still a competitive market. We're talking about candidate driven markets, but you still need to make sure that you are focusing your CV and making it employer oriented. So understand what the recruiter is looking for and set yourself apart from the rest. And what would be your, your advice to know what the recruiter is looking for? Do you have any practical tips for our students to really uh, spot what, what the recruiter or, or you know, the company is looking for so they can adapt the CV accordingly? Definitely. So even though it sounds very basic, the truth is that in the world of careers, it's not rocket science. It's taking the time to create or devise a career path strategy. So how can you make it employer focused? First of all, focus on what they're asking for in the job description. Hone in on what are those keywords? What are those skills? What is the expertise that they're looking for? And ensure that you at least once imitate that same language from the job description and get it into your CV. Another fantastic way of, of Being able to tailor your CV to what the recruiter is looking for is make sure you are connecting with either ESADE executive students that are currently working in that organization or alumni working in the organization and read up on the press on what is going on in that company. Start following the company. This is a fantastic way. Follow them in social media. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on LinkedIn, of course and understand where is the company growing? Where are they downsizing? Did they just let go 200 people in a certain market and now you're applying to that, that office? Not to say that you shouldn't, but really you need to understand what is happening, what is the latest in the news with this company? And that's why I say alumni are often a very good ally um, and they're, they're empathetic to you and that you have something in common there where you both studied at ESADE. So very important to connect to connect with the alumni. Yeah, no, that's great advice because the more you read about the company or the more people that work in the company you talk to, the more you know about what they are looking for, what's important to them. You can also uh, find out about keywords that are important to them and you can include them in, in your CV. The job description is very important for that as well. And yes. that really makes, makes the difference. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And what are some of the things that you think are important to avoid when writing your CV? So basically, Carmen, if we think about those seven to nine seconds, it's avoid any elements that would contribute to the CV taking longer to read. So, for example, by not following a suggested order on the template, I, I love it when I see a Sade calendar following your recommended template. Sometimes you see a student might present an infographic CV and it might look very aesthetic to them and very nice, 
But often when we survey recruiters and we ask them if they like that, they actually prefer, prefer a less creative format. So follow the suggested order on the template, avoid any tables or footers that would not be so friendly for companies that are using applicant tracking systems. Also, I see a lot of talent will often bold, put in bold certain keywords because they want to highlight certain keywords. But actually, when we ask recruiters if they like this, the bolding of keywords in those experiences is often more distracting for the recruiters. So stick with the bold with, for example, say your, your company name or the title, and don't bold certain words in the description because the, the companies prefer to just, they like to be able to just read it and not have certain words jumping out at them. So it's really about following suggested formats, following career services advice, because understanding that this format is the, firm, the format that is highly preferred by the companies. Perfect. That's really, really interesting. So um, in summary, so we should be really straightforward with, uh, with the CV, um, really follow our template and try to keep it simple in the sense that it needs to be straightforward. Uh, it needs to go to the point. It's something that the recruiters are going to evaluate to focus on results rather than responsibilities, right? To make sure that you quantify the results that you achieved uh, throughout your past experience and optimize the text that you're using, uh, including keywords and making sure that you're um, like clicking with, with the company that you're applying to, right? Yes, walk the walk, talk the talk. You perfectly summed that up for me. Perfect. And you were also talking about creativity. You said that uh, CV is not necessarily the document where you need to be uh, most creative, but how creative in general can you be with your CV? Do you have any thoughts on that? So, so where I would go with this, knowing that 70 to 80% of the recruiters will be looking at you first on LinkedIn and will be clicking on that in the header, I would be much more creative on my LinkedIn. I would ensure that in just below the about section where you can uh, include the, all the links to your media, videos, articles that you've written, I would really be working to optimize LinkedIn profiles because that's where you can be extremely creative and you have much less restrictions when it comes to the space. Uh, and you can have videos of yourself on there uh, doing what you do. Uh, you can have, upload articles, publications and really showcase yourself nicely. So that's where I would get more creative. And then any creativity or customization I would do to a CV would be to adapt it to the industry or the job offer. That's where customization and creativity should be in there. So you, you often see talent applying to 30 positions all with the same CV. And it's really important to emphasize that the ones that are the most successful have taken the time to create an employer-focused CV or a, a, not necessarily to that specific employer, but to a certain area or field that they're hoping to work in. So for talent focused on, let's say, strategic consulting, finance and marketing, you should not be using the same CV. You're going to be putting in different orders, certain things, and you want to 
tailor your CV as much as possible to the employer or to the industry that you're applying for. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. And just keeping in mind, and I, I say this because we have to think that when we talk about business school processes, on average, and we still see this after more than 10 years and even after the pandemic, and in fact, with virtual career fairs with thousands of talent, we still see on average 250 applicants for business school roles. Now, keep in mind that nine or 10 of them will be equally as qualified as you, if not more qualified than you. So it it's all about how do you set yourself apart from those other nine or 10 who are just as qualified, if not more qualified. Absolutely. So here's where research really helps, like talking to alumni, finding out more about the company really helps to know where you can be creative and what can you do to differentiate yourself. Definitely. That's great, Amber. So now I'll share a few questions that have been chosen by our audience so you can give us a short and practical answer. Perfect. So first question, do recruiters consider gaps as something negative? So it's all about how you tell your story. Uh, And it's only logical. And and look at what's been happening in all the different markets and the pandemic. And you also see differences in, in certain labor markets. Now, there are certain things that over the years have been red flags or career deal breakers historically for companies and recruiters, which would have been more uh, job hopping. So that would be multiple roles of less than two years. So I still, when you're early in your career, it's more common to have that. It's really just about being careful as you advance in your career and really thinking to yourself when you're about to take a job opportunity or you're trying to decide between two different opportunities, do I see myself in this role for two years? Because if you don't, you really need to think about, okay, then how am I going to tell this story in the future on my CV so it's not a red flag? Uh, So it's all about telling your story in the most positive light, highlighting your most relevant experiences, always speaking positively and in the future. So not so much, and you'll never speak negatively about your former boss or, for example, your company, or you were uh, were tricked into a certain agreement. Never speak negative about that. It would rather be something more like, and now following the program I just finished at ESADE and the research I was able to do in my studies, I realized that I'm passionate about this industry and that's what's motivated me for a change. So it's all about obviously being very honest. I never advise anyone to be dishonest on your CV. That's only doing a disservice to yourself. But speak in the most positive light, highlight the most relevant experiences. Note that more than 40% of hiring managers consider voluntary work to be equally as valuable as full-time paid work. So now when you ask about gaps, there's almost like not even an excuse to have gaps anymore uh, because there are so many opportunities out there to get out there and do volunteer work, which now now that we survey and we ask the recruiters, they highly value this. 
So when it, there is a potential gap, get out there, volunteer your time, mentor. Uh, there are so many opportunities and get that onto your CV and consider any other professional, educational, voluntary, extracurricular, anything to help fill the gap and put that CV into a positive light and then be prepared to give concrete examples and justify anything in an interview. Um, and so think about that. If you are going into a project for a very short time, can you put that on your CV it, with, in parentheses, short-term assignment? And if not, think about how you will explain this. So just be careful when you're, when you are accepting opportunities and it, it's going to be for less time than the employer might think it will be. Amazing. And Amber, so can you tell us what are ATS systems and how can I bid them as a candidate? Ah, great question. So the truth of the matter, like we said, 250 CVs on average is what recruiters are receiving. So the ATS is an applicant tracking system that is used by companies to filter. And the idea is focus on becoming considered a relevant top candidate. So the whole idea is create a CV that will get you past the applicant tracking system scan onto the next stage. So first you need to understand what is an ATS? How does it work? It's the software that recruiters are using to manage their recruitment process. It's like the company's digital hub for hiring and centralization of their, the candidate information, the, inf uh, the job openings and placements, and the most commonly used applicant tracking systems of the companies we work with are SuccessFactors, Taleo, Smart Recruiter, Zoho Recruit, JobBite, Greenhouse, Bullhorn, and you know you're in an applicant tracking system when you go to a company's careers website and you click to apply to an opportunity. If you look at that domain, the URL at the top, it might say success factors dot in the name of the company. So the more you understand how an applicant tracking system works as a candidate, the more it's going to help you in the process. And that's a great question because it's estimated that more than 75% of recruiters use ATS software. And if we're looking at only at Fortune 500 companies, it's up to 98% use wow. ATS. And there, you have to understand how the scoring works. It works different according to the different systems. They, a lot of them, for example, Taleo uses keyword scoring. So your CV should have a certain number of relevant keywords. And it also allows for knockout questions. How many years of marketing experience do you have? If the answer is set to five and you have said anything less than that, the system can either reject you as a candidate or lower your scoring. So the big question I get all the time, how can I create a perfect applicant tracking system CV? Well, you can't because we never quite know how the recruiter set up the system. However, you can create an applicant tracking system optimized CV by exactly what we talked about today and following the format and, and ensuring to have those keywords and making it relevant for the employer. So keywords are absolutely crucial, right? Absolutely critical, the keywords. And you see why and you see how many companies use applicant tracking systems. Perfect. So now... Amber, as final words of wisdom, if you were to give only one piece of career advice to our students, what would it be related to creating a strong CV or in general? 
Uh, great question, Carmen. This would have to be in general, uh, but then I'll relate it to the CV. Never turn down a speaking engagement, an opportunity to speak in public, and then promote it online, promote it on your CV, position yourself as a reference in your area. I've worked many years in this field of public speaking, and the first thing that people try to do when they're invited to speak or to be a panelist or a, give a talk is to try to think of a colleague who they can send in their place. Let me talk to my colleague. Let me speak to my manager, my boss. No, accept that opportunity, of course, whenever it's relevant, but they want you. So never turn down a speaking engagement and then promote it. Thank you. Communication skills are absolutely crucial and developing them is very important. Absolutely agree. Definitely. So I'm sure that our students will be eager to find out more about you. So where can they find you? I would love it. Feel free to connect with me. I am, of course, very active on LinkedIn, Amber Wigmore Alvarez. And you can please personalize that invite. Always personalize the invite. So when I go back or if I'm approached by a recruiter who, who sees you in my network, I, and I always look to see how I met this person, how I connected. Ah, I saw their talent. Perfect. Yes, highly recommend them. So LinkedIn. Then we have a fantastic blog at Hired, at, which is hired.global/blog. Uh, any articles that I'm I'm writing that would be useful for talent and what's the latest that recruiters are looking for, we put on there. You have a website, which is asabe.gethired, and that's H-I-G-H-E-R-E-D, dot global, uh, where you have access to all of our thousands of global opportunities, free online assessments that you can take, master classes that we give. We, uh, we periodically do CV clinics that you're welcome to, and we're starting to co-host those with companies, which is always great to get an express CV review, and this is complimentary uh, with, the, with the recruiter perspective. And finally, I'm active on Instagram and Twitter, in both cases, at Wigmore Alvarez, Instagram and Twitter, always posting about relevant careers topics. Thank you. So Amber, thank you so much for being with us today. Your insights about how to write a powerful CV have been very useful and practical. I'm sure that our students will feel much more confident now about what to include and what not to include in their CVs. So thank you. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much, Carmen, for having me and all the best to the Asade talent out there. And thanks to the Asade Careers team for all that you do for your talent. It's been a pleasure. And the Career Beats goes on next month. In our next episode, we'll talk about how to create a standout cover letter another crucial tool to position yourself as the right candidate for a job offer. Don't miss the practical tips that will be shared by Joseph Liu, coach and career consultant specialized in supporting candidates to brand themselves strategically. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode of Career Beats. Keep your career beating. Tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts for a monthly dose of career stories, advice, and trends.